You're listening to The Breeze with DP and Haas on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. All right, welcome back in to Ticket Weekends. Again, I'm Harrison Arns running the ones and twos. We got the host Haas in here as always and DP stepping in studio as well. We got a couple more segments here left. Haas asked the question, can Nebraska win the Big Ten West? DP joked he's poking the hornet's nest a little bit, and we'll dive into that. we got a few ones on the text line already. Uh, John and Cortland, Haas, half of Husker Nation, already believes. The other half is saying the wheels will eventually fall off. I'm in the middle, one week, one game at a time. And then uh, from Notorious B.I.B., uh, what was bigger yesterday, the football win or the volleyball win? We'll dive into that one next. But, yeah, I think for the most part, when Nebraska fans, it's a... I don't want to say it's a little bit of scared optimism, right? You don't, you don't want to get too excited. I think everyone's fully bought into, we really just need to look one game at a time because it's been a lot of years of looking ahead. That's just gotten us in severe disappointment. So six and six was the expectation to start the year. I think, right? Hoss, you know, better than that. 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 Stop it. Anything better than six and six should be a win for a first year coach. Hoss to Breezy. So, you know me. What what part of me <laughs> makes you think that's where I land? Like, <laughs> right? Like we walked into this into a school and he's like, Oh, these guys aren't very good, DP. This is what we're gonna do. And we never we never win titles, so don't, you know. And I'm like, Hoss. Stop it. DP. That eight year old <laughs> kid that's upstairs right now who just played that scrimmage is working on a salt bath to recoup her muscles and meditation. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Right. My like expectations in, in are not that. <laughs> right. Like, in full, right? Just to say, I don't want to tell any Nebraska fan what their expectation should be. I will say that my my hope is one thing, and then – their expectation. I need to know what their expectation is. Mm-hmm. So, what do you want from you? <laughs> like, tell you describe your self esteem, how you feel <laughs> about you. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> the Husker fans. Again, it's 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 the the thirds, the third that believes they should win every game, the third that believes they'll lose every game. They're never surprised when they lose every game. Mm-hmm. And then the third in the middle, that kind of determines what the temperature of the room is. And I think yesterday's win, from what I heard, gave people hope that things are getting better because they broke some bad trends, some negative trends that existed. Winning, you know, by week, uh, beating uh, a team, being four and three in the second half of the season. Yeah, that's a big uh, one. Beating a, a team that you should be at home in the second half of the season and not finding a way to mess it up. And then add to that, oh, you gave me really good steak during the day. I didn't know we were going to get a fully catered dessert meal at night. Like, oh, okay. Now this is too much. This is too much. I don't even know how to process. I think most fans were, I think where most of the frustration came from the longest part is that we kind of joked about it before, but you're playing in the Big Ten West. So it was like, yes, here is some time, but we are not asking you to beat the juggernauts out. You're not, you're not in a loaded conference. You know, it's like if Northwestern with their academic standards can find a way to win the Big Ten West, there's absolutely no reason that it's taken this long for Nebraska to. And I think with this hope, what you see, you know, beating Illinois, 
Uh, you know, Matt Rule, first time he plays Northwest, the first time any Nebraska head coach has beat Northwestern their first time playing them. So just some hope to like, okay, yes, even though it might be sloppy at times, you start the game off with two quick interceptions, you're still finding a way to win. And that's totally possible. You can throw two interceptions early in a game in the Big Ten West and still be in it. I mean, we talked about the scoring, like you're going to have a shot. And I think just taking care of those games that for year after year have been driving us insane. It's, it's a good sign to see us take care of two Big Ten teams in a row and do it in a way that's convincing enough where we don't feel like, you know, there was any part of the game where, yes, things could have been cleaner, but for the most part, Nebraska was in control. You know, they were the ones, you know, determining the clock, how fast the game was going to go. And it's just good feeling. We haven't had that second half security where the clock management's been good. You're not worried about some, like, the snake bite that Scott Frost used to quote. Like, you don't really feel that this year. Like, I haven't had that feeling where it feels like all the Nebraska fans are just holding their breath for something to go wrong. I'm not feeling that this year. DP, before you go, how much does the Minnesota game hurt now with how Nebraska controlled that game and was winning the game except the last two minutes? One, you know, as coaches, I don't look back. There's no point to it. There's no point to it. You're beating your head in the wall. Like I'm not going to bang my head over a thing that happened. I had control of it in the moment. I, hopefully I learned from it, right, and that I, I figured out how to be able to finish games. That It's the toughest thing, thing in all of sports. The easiest way to lose next week is to look back and figure out that I need to live in a thing that didn't exist most recently. Minnesota is. It's, an, it's a loss. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's what it is. We had an opportunity to get a win. You didn't. Now, don't let losing to Minnesota help you lose to Purdue. Don't do it. Put it down. Put it down, man. I, you you can't. You don't have the same personnel on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're you're seven weeks, six weeks smarter. Or seven weeks if you can count the bye week. And then Purdue is not Minnesota. Yeah, they're really struggling. My my biggest my big the only mission in play for me. On Sunday, today, is to beat Purdue. I don't care. Minnesota doesn't exist to me. Wisconsin doesn't exist. Iowa doesn't exist. Ohio State doesn't exist. Michigan doesn't ex- exist. As a matter of fact, after today, because I'm going to look, I'm going to do my film study, and I'm going to look at what we at Northwestern to evaluate who we are. But nobody on the planet exists. There's no other game. There's no other focus. There's no other topic of interest. It's Purdue. That's it. I, if, if I handle my business against Purdue in full, I'm 5-3, and three, and then that's it. That's it. I don't, I don't care about Minnesota. I don't care about anybody that was on the schedule before now. I don't care. Does the when you're watching those games with your coaching experience, does it look like the players got that mentality just using the eye test? Um, one because it, it, it again it's a different roster, it's a different depth chart, mm-hmm. it's different guys are on the field, um, different guys accept training differently. Uh, I can tell you that Malachi Coleman's body looks different now than it did four months ago. I, I can tell you that that Sackman James Sackman Williams. His his comfortable movement looks different now than it did when he was on the practice squad, when he was on the scout squad. I can tell you that Heinrich Harburg in the huddle looks different than he did 
six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I can also tell you that some of the coaches move differently. So, yeah, some folks are taking development, taking the growth, taking the information, and getting better. Um, I mean, Emmett Johnson, look, he's, he's a different player than he was three weeks ago. He wasn't in the conversation for what we for for for, for folks who were asked to produce. Mm-hmm. So, listen, it's a different team now. So let it be. Just focus on this week. I, look, if Matt Rule wants to win Monday, come out and say, "Listen, I, I'm grateful that we're four and three, but I I, I don't have any focus or any energy." Or anything other than beating Purdue. And if it's not going to help us beat Purdue, I don't want to talk about it. Absolutely. On a side note, I do want to ask this because, Haas, did you catch the Nebraska-Northwestern game at all or did you just check the score? Uh, I was coaching soccer. Okay. So I, I checked. The, I got the score. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, Husker fans. No, There's no worries. I'll, I'll just quick ask DP this and then we can move on. On that play where Tyus was the running back for Northwestern and he looked like he was about to break out and run. That might have been the slowest running back I've ever seen. I could not believe that. He got it. You had about 20 yards, Haas, maybe 15. Maybe I'm exaggerating. 15 yards, and it looked like it was in the end zone. And I have never seen a running back move like he was in molasses. I was talking to Ramel Lloyd Sr. Frank Ramel Lloyd Jr. Frank Gore used to do that all the time. Sorry to cut you off. Frank Gore would break out a 15-yard run, and then everyone would catch him. <laughs> Frank Gore. Yeah. Maybe that's One of the what best it running backs of all time. But it wasn't the, he didn't look like he was a muscle back. I was just very confused. I've, I'm hoping he pulled a hamstring because that's honestly what it looked like. It was, <laughs> it, was uh, it was incredibly. He like busted open and everyone was like, oh, that's a, oh, wait, no, they're catching up to him. He's, he's going to get tackled already. But no, it was funny. But uh, we can move on here. The person speaking is Harrison Arns. If you want to find him, you can find him near O Street and you can show him how slow you are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, ready, set, go. Ready, set, go. Uh, ready, set, go. Right. So yeah. they have Nebraska has Wisconsin later on. I know we're looking one game at a time, but mm-hmm. Nebraska Wisconsin had a different matchup, and beating an undefeated team that's number one in the nation—that's awesome. And sorry, women's volleyball, that we didn't start with that. Sorry, really, genuinely, that is so cool. So you guys talk about that. What's the vibe around that? Electric. I think uh, you know. For a lot of people, I don't know if they even realize that how long it's been since John Cook was able to take down Wisconsin. It was since 2017 to get that. So to have that, and again, it's an 18-0 clash. You walk away from that one, 19-0. Wisconsin's now going to have to sit at number two. You're number one. And that sets you up for the playoffs too now because now you're in a situation where if you have to play Wisconsin again, it's not going to be until the very end. So that is a huge, because we, we talked about Wisconsin. I mean, they're good. It's going to be a challenge if we play them again. There's no question about that. But at least now... You can push them off, and if you do have to play them again, it's going to be at the pinnacle. Or pinnacle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it, – one – I mean, I, I, I tweeted this last night, and, and, and it still resonates with me today, that college, college sports, college athletics, and the Big Ten Conference missed an opportunity again. Missed an opportunity. Mm, yeah. yeah. That, that – we're in an age where we're, we're, we're smarter now. We know that there's a following for this. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are young ladies who are in high school or in middle school who are watching the best volleyball players in the, in the country. And if you put that in prime time, prime time 
on a net on on the local network. Put it on the big networks, and then you portray this like it's the thing that it is. It is, it is the best thing going. Well, the numbers too, and they've done experience. Sorry to cut you off, but huh. the numbers are good. That's what I don't understand behind it. The numbers are always good because there are people who have said for decades that nobody wants to watch women's sports. Nobody wants to watch women's athletics. It's not. It's not. It's not talented. It's not entertaining. All of the all the nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. It's the whole like that silliness of, you know, female comics aren't funny. It, it, it's silliness. Mm-hmm. And now we know better. And now that we know better, we should do better. And if you tell me that Wisconsin and Nebraska can play an additional two times for titles, and you don't put it on the made on the biggest stage with the highest amount of 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 of, of lights and and amplification you're failing you're failing your daughters you're failing your sons to know that this thing has value you're failing the communities of these people who who who, who buy into this mm-hmm. listen there, there's the video of of the of the train yard last night right and host may or may not know this but when we talk about the sea of red with ninety thousand at memorial stadium that doesn't even count the the thirty thousand people who don't have tickets to the game, who just come to Memorial and the Haymarket just to tailgate and hang out and watch the games in parking lots or in bars around. And if you don't realize that the greatest number of fans to ever watch volleyball at Devaney Center, that was last night, that that doesn't include the other the additional 12,000 that were down the, trail, the train yard. And if you're not taking advantage of it, if you're not amplifying it, it's wasted, it's wasted, and shame on them because those young ladies and this program and the city and the, the, the Haymarket area and John Cook and athletic department deserves to get everything for it that they can get for it because they bought into a thing that they were told wasn't buying. Well said. Haas, you got anything to add to that before we go to break here? Change it to a seven set or nine set match and just make it last for for four or five hours because I want to get my popcorn ready and I definitely would want to watch that on ESPN one, not two, <laughs> not three, not the Ocho, right. ESPN one mm-hmm. and, and just show, Hey, this is what happened with women's basketball. Sorry. Talking about Caitlin Clark, Nebraska fans, but that was the most viewed watched championship game. There's over eight, nine, 10 million viewers. So it's, College sports has changed with the NIL deals and with Instagram and all that stuff and TikTok. People know who these people are now, meaning any athlete. And and so with that, you should be able to attract a lot more attention. And so ride the momentum. Ride the momentum and, and give the proper attention to the people that deserve it. And one versus two, that deserves it. Absolutely. We'll throw it to break there. we got one more segment of The Breeze. Haas, DP, uh, here as always. We'll talk to you guys on the other side.